Hi, this is Jerry Hauser, and you are listening to TV Confidential. At Robertson Long's Great Air Bar, as we continue our look at Hanna-Barbera, the adorable Saturday morning cartoon edition as part of our DVD and streaming report. We move along to the biscuits. The biscuits. The biscuits are ready. Okay, biscuits is B-I-S-K-I-T-T. Yes, the biscuits. Okay. I actually have read-along records of the biscuits, so I'm pretty excited by this. And the biscuits, now these are like... Little dog kind of character. Now, this is, this is a Hanna-Barbera production, but the dogs, they look Disney-esque. The art looks very Disney-esque. Yeah, they kind of do. Now, here's something to note here. They do look kind of Disney-esque, and this is after the outsourcing, many years after the outsourcing started. And Disney had opened the doors to companies in Taiwan and Japan that were doing the animation and the other companies had to follow along because they were getting quality from doing that at the costs. And they were paying a lot for that. I mean, Disney did use higher budgets, but they also got fantastic results because they were doing it overseas. And the other animation companies did the same thing. So it's very possible that some of the Hanna-Barbera shows starting to be made also in those places. So their overlap was... It was no. getting harder in the 80s to tell sure. some of these shows apart. No. So you may very well be seeing something that had some people who had maybe moved yeah. from Disney at this point to work on this show, to make the biscuits. Mm-hmm. And biscuits. And the biscuits. Now, this is sort of the a... smallest dogs in the world. Well... I'm reading off the package. <laughs> <laughs> It says on the package, it must be true, they are the smallest dogs in the world. Now, this is cool because this has got a king who basically all he ever says is, Shecky! <laughs> it's basically all, all you ever hear goes, Shecky! In fact, in one episode, somebody does an impression of him and just goes, Shecky! Now, you're de- now that's Ken Mars. Ken Mars, that's who a- was the voice of Triton in The Little Mermaid and was even more famous for what he did on camera. You know, he's in The Producers and in What's Up, Doc. And, I mean, Young Frankenstein, Frankenstein, he was the throwing the darts, you know. And he was a consummate character. He's a great actor. One of the all-time greatest. So he's going, Shecky, (laughs) all through this. He says, no daughter of mine will marry a, 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 what is he, a fish eater. That's Kenneth Mars. So he's in this. This And you did a very good Kenneth Mars, Greg. Check it. <laughs> so, so it also has Henry Gibson in it. Oh, from Laughing. Yes, who did, as you know, you know the voice of Wilbur and Charlotte's he, Web. He did a lot of animated voice cartoon stuff. And playing the heroic lead is Daryl Hickman. Oh, uh, Dwayne's brother. His brother. Now, Daryl was not the CBS executive. Dwayne was. Dwayne was. Okay, that's yes. what I thought. But Daryl works steadily. That would be kind of slumming to go from the head of a network to do not that there's anything wrong with animated voiceover work, but that would, to me that would be kind of slumming to go from running an network to doing. I'd rather work. do the cartoon. I'd rather be a biscuit. <laughs> I think I'll get a T-shirt that says. That. I'd rather be a biscuit. I'd rather be a biscuit. The smallest dogs in the world. And it also features a good friend of yours, Mr. Jerry Hauser. Ah, and he plays the kind of annoying little biscuit. He's not as annoying as Junior on no, Snorks, but, see, but, that is the, but he but, can be a problem. But that, that is one of Jerry's... You need that. that. is part of Jerry's repertoire of voices. Yeah. He could do that He's kind of whiny. He could do that kind of whiny character, yeah. 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 
And so it's it's and you just the minute you hear it, oh, it's Jerry Jerry Hauser. And I'm surprised that wasn't the first thing he mentioned was the biscuits when he was interviewed (laughs) when he was on the show. That's because I laser focused on the keyboard elves. Yeah, otherwise he would have, I don't know, he should have interrupted you and said, wait a minute, <laughs> forget all that other stuff. You know, the biscuits, my friend. No, we, we lasered in on the Keebler Elves and the fact that he is the voice you hear uh, every Christmas season on CBS. Yes. He is the voice of the CBS holiday season. He is, is the CBS Elf. CBS Elf. Yes. 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 And former Biscuit. <laughs> That's, in fact, that's how we're going. That's how we're going to identify him. That's where we're going to identify him. Former biscuit. <laughs> I'd rather be a biscuit. <laughs> I'd rather be. And you're going to get a T-shirt that says that. That's today. right. That's right. And we'll send one to Jerry. Greg Airbar is with us as we continue our look at Hanna Barbera, the adorable. Saturday morning cartoon edition as part of our DVD and streaming report. And now we move on to Pawpaws. To Pawpaws. Pawpaws, the complete series. Or as they say in the theme, inexplicably, Pawpaw Bears. Yes. When you're in trouble, call the Pawpaws. Now, this is a great voice cast. It doesn't feature the great Jerry Hauser, but it does feature no. Ruth Buzzy. Ruth Buzzy's great in from this. From Laugh-In. Uh, Scatman Crothers, who as I, a genie. as I always think, whenever I think of Scatman Crothers in cartoons, I think of Hong Kong Fooey, but which is another Hanna Barbera show. But uh, Scatman Crothers is Eugene the genie, and the evil wizard Dirk Paw is voiced by Stanley Ralph Ross, which is pretty interesting because of who he is. Stanley Ralph Ross, if you know the Batman TV show, and to a lesser degree, if you know the Monster Squad. TV show, you know Stanley Ralph Ross. He wrote almost all of the Julie Newmar Catwoman episodes. He wrote almost all of the King Tut episodes, and he wrote both of the Cliff Robertson Shame episodes, which collectively, those 10 or 12 shows are among the funniest and very best of the Batman TV series. And as Julie Newmar said in the interview you played not long ago, she credits him yeah. wholeheartedly with developing her character. Yeah. And on this show, he plays the bad guy, but it's a comical bad guy. And he he doesn't know what to do. His flunky says the thing. He repeats it back, and it becomes his idea. And then... So, <laughs> that, ha- that, ha- that happens a lot. Yes. And, and, and then he goes to his... He's related to this witch character who he goes to see, which is Ruth Buzzy. Yes. And the first thing she says is, you never call me unless you want something. But she still helps him. Then he discards her again. And it always goes wrong. And this is actually kind of a fun show. Because of his character, it's funny because this guy is a writer and created these great shows. But he's also, as many writers are, a frustrated actor. Because if you didn't know who he was, you'd say, who is this guy? He's a really good actor. And he's got a lot of comic chops. He does a terrific job. I mean, if more people knew Paw Paws, and this was a show that was kind of buried on Sunday morning when they had the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera. Mm-hmm. So, and it came very late in their history, so it's not really remembered well. But it's a very cute show. Yeah, and speaking of the frustrated actor, Stanley Ralph Ross did, after Batman, he did do some on-screen acting work. Never took off, but he had a semi-regular role on Ellery Queen as the coroner. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he, he did a good job in that, and I think he also did a Night Stalker. So he did a few things in the 70s, but uh, his main bread and butter, his claim to fame, was his work as a television writer. Yeah, yeah, and his name appeared in an awful lot of shows. Yeah. In fact, when ABC and Warner Brothers developed Wonder Woman yes. as a live-action series, I think Stanley Ralph Ross wrote the new original Wonder Woman made-for-TV movie that led to the Wonder Woman show, and he got the developed-by credit for the for the weekly series that aired on ABC and later on CBS, and if memory serves, he also wrote some of the shows. Yes. Yes, I remember seeing his yeah. name in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, that's a significant thing there. You've also got Howard Morris playing sort of a Howard cowardly Morris, character. Howard Morris, who did a lot of voice stuff in the 60s and 70s. And again, going back to your show of shows, it's either. Yeah, and Howard Morris and Scatman Crothers, both with a history of Hanna-Barbera, mm-hmm. both going back to Alice in Wonderland, my personal favorite mm-hmm. thing, and Scatman Crothers' career with Hanna-Barbera began because the voice of Sammy Davis was not available for the phonograph record because he had a contract with uh, Reprise and probably would have been very expensive to be on a $1.98 record. So Scatman did it, and they were so impressed with his performance as the Cheshire Cat this, this guy's good, let's use him for other things. And then Hong Kong Fooey came, and that was pretty groundbreaking that he was doing this voice. The fact that the character wasn't acknowledged necessarily as a white character or a black right. character. It was just a character. Well, he was a dog. He was a dog, <laughs> and, he, and he was voiced by an African-American. So yeah. it didn't even matter. It wasn't even an issue, and they cast him as that. And then he was on Chico and the Man, and he became very, very popular and it was long in his career. And then he gave this riveting performance in The Shining. So his career really came late. And the man could do everything. Yeah, prior to the late renaissance he had, uh, both as a voice actor and as an on-screen actor in the 70s and 80s, you know, he got the name Scat Man because he was a scat singer. Yes. Went all the way back to stage and performing. And, and there are episodes of Sanford and Son where he plays ukulele and yeah. sings scat songs and Nagasaki things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's to me, his voice is a very, very special thing because yeah. I love that Alice thing so much. So no matter what he does, and he's great on Pawpaws because he's playing a magical character. He's this genie, and he's got kind of an attitude towards him. The character that Stanley Ralph Ross plays doesn't like him very much. He's not necessarily a... It's not all sunshine and roses right. between all of them. It's a cute show. Yeah. So as these shows go, I would put that one slightly above. And it has this sort of Native American feel to it, just in its design and its mythology, but it's not following any specific thing. It just has a little bit of a theming to it of that, just to give it that. So it's not just like every other show, they, just to set it apart and make it different. And their credo is to help people. Yes. Yeah, so they're, they're not quite superheroes, but they're a trouble-solving band who look like cute little bears. They're adorable A-team. Yes. The adorable A-team. <laughs> That's what we should have on the back of this, you know. The adorable A-team, also known as the Paw Paws. The Paw Paws available as part of the Hanna-Barbera Classic Collection. The Paw Paws, the complete series available through our friends at the Warner Brothers Archive. Greg Airbar, you can read Greg Airbar's animation spin twice a month at cartoonresearch.com for more on Greg, gregairbar.com. Greg, we'll see you again soon. Thanks a lot, Ed. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, 
This is who you're missing. Ben Asner. Connie Stevens. Don Wells. Eric Braden. Tony Camille. Samson Williams. Don Most. Roy Finnis. Peter Marshall. Sherry Alberoni. George Slaughter. Dan Castellaneta. Taylor Hicks. Lindsay Wagner. Loretta Swift. And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com slash join. We're Biffle and Schuster. How do you do? That's right, folks. We're Biffle and Schuster. We want to tell you about this amazing misadventures of Biffle and Schuster. It's a DVD from Pete Lover, and you're going to love it. We're Biffle and Schuster. It's terrific. You know what uh, Joe Dante says about them? What did he say? He says, forehead slapping funny. What impresses is the dogged authenticity to the era, which makes it all the more hilarious. Absolutely. Accent on the high. We're Biffle and Schuster, as you can see. No one else can make that statement louder than we. They say we're soporific and it's probably we. We're Biffle and Schuster, oh, we're Biffle and Schuster. No, no, we're Biffle and Schuster. B-I-F-F-L, Biffle, S-H-W-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-